I, I gave scores, but I'm like, I don't remember the context for why I gave the scores. I just looked at them yesterday. Maybe <laughs> you'll remember as we as start. We I put them in right as the movie finished. Yeah. And then here we are like three weeks later. <laughs> two weeks later. Three weeks later. Two. Two and a half. It's, it's been a moment. I'll give him that. It has. Someone. My apologies. Just had to leave the movie in the middle of the. Yep. Let's sure get into did. it. Hey, thank you for tuning into the movie rubric, and we're back again. I feel like the last time we did an episode, it was a we're back kind of episode. Yeah, it's been a busy time. It's been, yeah, lives lives are busy. I mean, we've lost all our fans after the Suzume episode. It's true. We didn't even promote the Suzume episode. That's how, that's how, bad, that's it, how bad it was. Even though I really <laughs> honestly think, if you're listening to this, because we'll probably promote this one significantly more. Yeah. I think the Suzume episode was one of our best episodes. Probably not, not because the movie was great. Just because no, because no. The, everything else, other than yeah. talking about the movie, unironically, was pretty good. Yeah, the Suzume episode was great, and then we actually were good. I think we only waited a week, and we went back and we saw Guardians three. And no, then, there was there was a was few it a week weeks. and a half? There was a, a few bit. weeks between really? when we went yeah. and saw Suzume and when it we was saw over Guardians. like spring break. Okay, yeah. fair, fair. <clears throat> Either way, we were doing good. You know, we were aiming for a one every other week minimum, and then we were in the theater. And this nerd over here sitting across from me, like halfway through the theater, was like, I, I'm a head out. Yeah. <laughs> he just got up. At what point? So we just went and saw the movie without spoilers. Would you say you got up around the halfway point? Three fourths? Mm. I don't think you were quite. No, I don't even the, know if it was halfway. Really? Yeah. We uh, did not make it to Counter Earth. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So not even when half. When I came back in to get, mm-hmm. uh, to tell you guys I was leaving it, we, you, you guys were in, you guys were at Counter Earth. So not even like halfway through the movie then. No. Wow. That's insane. Yep. Okay. First so, time I mean, I've ever had to leave a theater. So Really? But, yeah. I guess I haven't had to leave often, but you liked the movie enough. <clears throat> we went back and we actually, you and I just went and saw this movie. So I've seen it twice. Yeah. Cole's seen it once and you've seen it once and a half. <laughs> just about <laughs> one, one and one quarter 1. times. 1.5. <laughs> <laughs> so, alrighty. So we'll see how that influences our opinions. I don't think we said the movie. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. You know, closing the book on like this arc of like the guardians and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, um, real quick, you know, as we get into it here, thumbs up, thumbs down. Should people go see Guardians of the Galaxy <clears throat> Volume Three? I'll start us off. I feel like I never start us off here. Big thumbs up, two thumbs up. It uh, to quote Chris Pratt from the first movie, two middle fingers up. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, I loved this movie. Now, I <clears throat> love Guardians in general, but I really liked this version of this movie yeah i would uh i'd give it two big old thumbs up as well uh especially if you've seen the other two um if you've you got any history with guardians it's a good end cap Mm -hmm. so it it, it's a good movie yeah it probably wouldn't be a good to go one to go into if you are not invested in guardians now that said i think you don't have to have watched every movie in the mcu i think endgame would help you yeah but you don't have to have seen it yeah. Cool. Yeah, I would also say uh, definitely go see this movie, um, especially if you're a Marvel fan, fan of the Guardians, anything like that. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Good job, Marvel. Good job. You yeah. Good job, James Gunn. James Gunn. I was going to say. And now he's going James to the dark Gunn. side. Yeah. yeah. Maybe his last movie at Marvel before he <laughs> officially jumped ship over to DC. Time to mm-hmm. see if he can save DC. Well, he's got a tough road ahead of him, though. <laughs> also, I will apologize right off the get go. My allergies have been killing me the last week. I thought you've got a ton of phlegm in my throat, so it sounds like I'm going through puberty again. I so, thought your eyes were watering because the movie made you cry. Well, I mean that too, but um, 
Southern Illinois allergies are trying to kill me <laughs> this Al- last week or two. Elena sobbed. And I'm not talking cute cry. I'm not talking tear up. I ugly mean, cry? Ugly cry, heaving, <laughs> sobbing in the theater like the whole last third of this film. Um, it was impressive. I don't know how she had any water <laughs> left in her body when she left the theater. Yeah. Um, it hits you in the feels, that's for sure. It really does. I'd say this is maybe the most emotional Marvel movie other than like Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Maybe No Way Home. No Way Home was, yeah. Really good. Yeah. But other than those two, I don't know if there's like any Marvel movies that come close. Not that I can think of, no. 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 It, it, it. It does a good job at almost all aspects of it. I feel like the comedy hit, mm-hmm. the the feels hit, um, the action hit. I mean, it was just it it kind of was firing on all cylinders. Yeah. So where would you guys put it in your like? Or we did a tier list. I don't remember it off the top of my head. I should have pulled it up here. But we we literally just got back from the theater. You went home and changed clothes, and I got here and I tried to get set up, or else I mm-hmm. would have pulled that up. Where would you put this in our tier list? I don't know because really I think our tier list I think we need a redo on that one because it's <laughs> it's so jank because a lot of them were I feel like my takes have changed on some of them mm-hmm. even that I think in my like personal like say my top ten mm-hmm. this cracks the top ten okay it's I like it better than the second one okay I don't like it's not better than the first one though in my opinion. You like it better than the second one, but not better than the yeah, first and one. And the first one is like fringe top five for me. Okay. So it's in that six to ten range. A to D, though. Yeah, same. Marvel S tier list. Yeah, S. Yeah, S to D. I, I put it either upper A or lower S. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say S <coughs> or, or a high, high A. I feel like it's just a good, good movie. I'm going to put it in S. It, I think it broke my top five. Like, it really did. Um so I'd say S tier, maybe towards the end of S, because I don't think I had too many in the S tier, but like maybe mm-hmm. towards the end of S, but I'd, I'd definitely put an S. Yeah. No. So. It was, it's really good. Yeah. Definitely better. Definitely the best out of this new phase. Let's see. What do we, what do we have so far, I think though? Ant Man was the Ant-Man only other and, one. Well, yeah. It's, you have two movies. It's, oh, wait. When, hold on. When so did the new, new phase The newest over? phase, Ant-Man, I think, Ant-Man. is just Ant-Man. Quantumania is the new phase. Oh, I thought Multiverse of Madness was part no. of this phase. That's phase four. Really? I guess yeah. I'm all off on the phases no, then. No, like phase five just kicked off with Ant-Man. Wow. Yeah. Well, so, in that case. So, yeah, you're not wrong. 100%. <laughs> 100% then. The best one out of the new phase. So, yeah. we're in phase five now? Yeah. yeah. From my understanding, we are. I, that's I'm trying to verify, but yes. Because I believe so. phase four was like. It was setting up all like the multiverse stuff, and now Phase Five is the Kang overarching Kang arc. We're in it. Yeah. Yep. So Ant Man and Wasp, Quantumania, Guardians Three, and then the Marvels will be the the first three movies of Phase Five. Okay. So, you know, unless they somehow shoehorn into the Spider Verse in there, but you know, or Spider Verse Two, they could. Yeah, I mean, they kind of. <laughs> You haven't seen the trailer today. I'm not gonna say anything. I haven't, but okay. I'm gonna be. I'm not gonna be surprised if Andrew Garfield or Tom Holland show up in some <laughs> way, shape, or form. I think it'd be hilarious. Get actually. my man Toby Maguire in there. Yeah, <laughs> I was talking with someone about this the other day. I think it'd be so funny if they had a live action Andrew Garfield swing Step alongside of the Spider Verse, just like 
Don't make them CG. Don't make them animated. Just make them just, clearly there. Just like yeah. a copy paste on a green screen. <laughs> Live action Andrew Garfield in the new movie. I think would be so funny. I, I want him to swing past Bully McGuire doing his dance. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'm surprised there wasn't a trailer for that tonight. Tangent. Yeah, there wasn't. But the Marvel's trailer made me more interested in the movie than I was before I saw the trailer. Yeah. I broke my rule. I didn't have my AirPods. I went ahead and watched the trailers mm-hmm. today. He watched all of them. I was proud of the them. alternative. The alternative was to close my eyes and plug my ears and go. Mah, 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 mah. <laughs> now I was the same way because I had not seen the trailer on the Marvels until like the last. Actually, it was when we went and saw Guardians mm-hmm. the first time, and I thought it looked interesting. I'm it intrigued. Looks... I'm intrigued more by it now. I'm intrigued. I just I was not a huge fan of Captain Marvel. No, that she, movie. The so flipping Superman of yeah. I, I just don't like OP superheroes. Like you got to have something that it, hurts you. Yeah, you I'm, know. I'm hoping they and they cap her or they nerf her somehow. I don't know how they're gonna do it. Give her just some her like, At least DC did that for Superman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> give her and, something. And it would be a, another thing too if she wasn't. She's so cocky too. Like she's OP and she knows it. She's like not her the character most knows it. Likable, yeah. And it's just like, like get out of here. So having <laughs> like she's the villain in this whole thing. Yeah. Having these two other characters, I don't know about Miss Marvel, yeah, the younger girl. That's the series that they had. I haven't yeah, watched I that. I watch heard that it was not too bad actually. From the trailer, she was likable. The little mm-hmm. bit I saw on yeah. the trailer, and then the other girl. Uh, is she from uh, WandaVision? WandaVision. She was WandaVision. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. I liked her in WandaVision. Yeah. So if I have her and what is the Miss Marvel, if I have those yeah. two characters, they seem pretty likable. I'm hoping that they can balance. balance out and make the whole ensemble a lot more likable ensemble. Yeah. I mean, I'll definitely go watch it, but I don't know. I'm not like pumped for it. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've hit a we've hit a pretty significant peak here with the space early on. It's like it didn't even build to. Like, like normally you wait, like you, you you have a little, you have an all right one, all right here. You have a really good one and then like to kind of finish it off. But they kind of went early here. With Guardians? Yeah, going all in here. So let's let's talk about that. I I read an article where um, they were interviewing James Gunn and he basically said that from the get-go, he never really wanted to involve the Guardians super heavily into the overworld stuff. Mm -hmm. He wanted to do his own thing. Um, he knew that by doing the franchise, he had to put them in Endgame and Infinity <clears throat> War. He was actually upset that they wanted to kill Gamora. So having Thor be with the Guardians, everyone thought that was going to be the new arc. But he basically said recently that was never the plan. He wanted his movies to be as standalone as possible. Hmm. And I think that that really benefits all three movies. Could have saved yeah. Love and Thunder, though. He could have saved it. Just have the Guardians in there more. Yeah. <laughs> um, Less goats. I don't think anything was saving Love and Thunder. <sighs> <laughs> I still have never seen that. Well, you're done yourself a favor. Well, that, that's probably why I haven't seen it yet because you guys talk about it so bad. No, you need to experience <laughs> it though, Josh. It you, might. It's not. I don't think it's the worst Thor movie though. Uh, that's actually what I was going to say. I think I might like it less than Dark World. Oh, Dark World's so <laughs> flipping boring though. At least this has. But Dark World it wasn't. Looks, at least this one looks nice. But has like cool villain. Dark World wasn't like. It was a little boring. It was pretty boring. It was, it was boring. not just a little. Yeah, it was but it wasn't boring. like bad and that it makes the other movies bad whereas love and thunder actively undermines the mcu and is just a bad film not not <laughs> see i'm i'm with more on the uh, dark world is the worst yeah i mean it's gonna be the ongoing debate like why don't we, we let's have a movie night soon let's watch all three back to back and then we'll vote like a, a blind lottery yeah 
All right, sorry, that was a weird tangent. Um, I want to uh, um, honestly, do you guys have anything you want to say about the movie before we start delving into spoilers? I don't think so. Nah. I don't think so either. I think most people were were a little late to the party on this one. That's okay. A little bit. I Thanks, think Josh. that most people have so seen sorry. this. No, that is okay. Um, going forward, we are gonna. So Chloe, stop listening because you also left the theater early and you're not <laughs> gonna see it yet. So we are gonna talk about spoilers here, and I want to start off with. A weird one. Um, I didn't watch any of the trailers, but I remember someone, maybe even been you, said that the trailers, once again, spoilers, just in case, um, the trailers made it seem like people were going to die, especially that Drax was going to die. No, hmm. no I didn't say that for the trailer. Maybe it wasn't you. Someone told me that. And there was one on scene later, where I could see where maybe someone was going to die. Um, Drax specifically was mm-hmm. going to die. And I didn't know. Going into this, did you expect people to die? Were you upset that no one died? I had no preconceived notions about it. I think I may have seen one trailer. Um, so, no, I, I wasn't really super going into it, but it wouldn't have surprised me either being kind of like the end cap, like if one of them would have sat, like kind of at the end where mm-hmm. Quill you thought was going to die. He was like, yeah. okay, that kind of be fitting because uh, what's um, his, his space dad's name? I can't remember. Ego? No, Ego. the blue guy. Oh, oh, Yondu. Yondu. I mean, that's how Yondu went out, so it mm-hmm. kind of would have been cool paying homage to Yondu's character. But then when they saved him, I was just kind of like, okay, well, he is kind of the main character. I'm so. not upset that they saved him, but also every Guardian movie has had a main character die. You have Groot die in mm-hmm. the first one, Yondu die in the second one. So going into this, not even seeing a trailer, I expected someone's going down. Um, the part where they almost killed Drax, I thought they were going to kill Drax like halfway through the movie, and I thought, wow, like, you know, maybe Rocket and Drax? Like, you know, like, what's going to happen here? I half expected them to not end up saving Rocket. Like, I expected he would croak before the end of the movie. Um, I, You know, now that you're kind of mentioning it, it did feel like there was a lot of, like, almost di- deaths and then, like, like a quick saves. Dangling yeah. the carrot and then <laughs> they, being like, nah. They do yeah. that stupid thing they do in, like, any way. Like, just let him die. Just to- yeah. yeah. Especially I, with Rocket. I mean, he like was you, dead. You've done and it with Rocket. Like, you oh, did it with- he's back. With Drax, Drax, I thought they killed him because they even had the big old dramatic score, like, yeah. oh no, he's dead. And You're talking about when they shot him yeah. twice, and yeah. then he's yeah. fine. In the next scene, they pulled the Chewbacca from Episode Nine. Is what they- my biggest critique of this movie. Josh and I were leaving, and we were. I was having trouble thinking about what my least favorite part of the movie is, and my least favorite part is probably the emotional yo-yoing, and yeah. it's like. Super, super dramatic. Drax is dying. Mantis is holding him in the pool of yellow. First off, that satellite was disgusting. It was disgusting. Um, <laughs> but they're holding him in that disgusting yellow snot pool. Yeah, weird choice. And then yeah. we cut to Quill saying a few things, and then all of a sudden... They're go- all walking. Goofy music, and like people are flying around, and boom, bouncing off of each other, and it's very goofy. And sometimes that's okay, but in this particular scene, it was like, hold up a minute. Drax had a hole in him. Yeah, two. Where's it at? <laughs> two holes. Yeah, like it, it looked uh, maybe it wasn't a hole, but just a severe yeah. wound, right? And he, like, and he looks fine to me. And now we're goofing off. Yeah, like it, it was a little strict. Yeah, now they set up the med packs. So, I mean, I could even have seen it if they dragged him back to the ship mm-hmm. and then used a med pack and healed him, you know? Yeah, I could see that, but you're right. Like, he was laying in the pool, like, didn't look like he was breathing, looked like he was dead, mantis crying, and then. All of a sudden, yeah, funky music. It's goofy. And then he's walking out. It's like, what? Yeah. How'd this happen? <laughs> not my that was um not my favorite part. Um, 
and just, there was only a couple other times that that happened, but there was a few instances of like emotional <laughs> yo-yoing. Um, but there were also a couple moments where they they really let you sit in the emotional like value of those scenes. So they, he had his moments. Um, so no, and then Quill. I wouldn't have been upset if they'd killed Quill, especially considering like he's not even part of the Guardians anymore. Uh, Rocket, I feel like, is a very instrumental part. The Lila even said at one point, she said, "This has been your story all along. You mm-hmm. just didn't know it." Um, I kind of like the idea of like, hey, Rocket is this crucial element. Quill has been important, but this would have been a good way for him to go out. Yeah. Um, the fact that they're keeping him alive, I'm okay with it. I mean, have- would have been a good way to go. Save him for uh, when they eventually do whatever. Was it Secret Wars? Mm-hmm. The big movie that they're building up to. Yeah, supposedly. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna save him for that probably. Like I don't see them. I don't see what else they would use him for. I don't know. Like, That's kind of what I thought too. He'll come back in the new Avengers um, franchise that they're gonna come out with. So you'll you'll keep him alive just so you. I mean, if you kill him now, I mean you can't go back to him. At least you have multiverse, so you could. Yeah, I'm hoping that they eventually do a volume four and I'm hoping that they let James Gunn take the lead and I'm hoping that it, um, they bring him back in a meaningful way. I don't want him to just be a side character in their next collab. I want him to come back in a meaningful way when he comes back. So hopefully they do that. Who knows? I mean, he's back on earth. So, uh, maybe, you know, shield or whoever's in charge of supers on earth Mm -hmm. will pick him up and he'll, he'll, be in that franchise or you know be involved in all that yeah hopefully all right so i mean that was my least favorite part of the movie before we go on like do you guys what was your least favorite part of the movie did you guys have a least favorite part i don't even remember the stinking movie i don't (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry cole i'm sorry it's so long you have short-term memory loss apparently (laughs) from weeks (laughs) from weeks yeah you know a week is a short term in the grand scheme of things i loved the line it's like you guys only live to 50. What's the point of even being yeah. born? And you just kind of like look at yourself. I'm like, you know, we're about to turn 30 here in like a year yeah. or two. And it's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, yeah. Am I a foot in the grave? Yeah. <laughs> my dad threw out his back the other day and I called him and I was like, you do okay? He's like, yeah. And I was like, well, how did you, how did you throw out your back? He said, I was flushing a toilet. What? I know how you do <laughs> so that. I flushed a toilet. And I was like, <laughs> I'm Dude, I'm made of you. I'm not <laughs> happy about my future outlook. <laughs> Apparently, he was uh, weeding the day before. But what ended up doing was he bent over to flush the toilet and pulled out his back. So he's like laying on the ground. And I was like, oh, I'm, I have this to look forward to, I suppose. <laughs> so if you guys don't have a least favorite part, that's all right. What were I'm, your oh. I mean, least favorite? I'm trying to just think through. I mean, I... I liked a lot of this movie. There's so much to like. I don't think there's anything I like without nitpicking. Yeah. And that's yeah. what we were saying on the way home. I, mean, my, say, I, over, I really liked this movie. Yeah. My only nitpick is, and it's just personal preference, Nebula's voice kind of gets on my nerves. Um, the it's, it's a forced low voice. Like, I don't mind a woman having a low voice. That doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. But it's like... You can tell it's forced, and it's just obnoxious. And she has so much dialogue in this movie. She's had that in all three movies. Yeah. That like, and I don't know if James she, Gunn told her to talk like that, or yeah. if Karen Gillan just decided to do that. I don't know. And yeah, I mean, I know she's had it the whole time, but I feel like she had a lot more dialogue in this movie. She was a lot yeah. more center focused. She was definitely when I mean, she's the the fe- Well, I guess you got Mantis, but she's the bad a female because really Gamora is 
Morris yeah. is just she's there, but she's not there. It's yeah. I think it's. I think it may be that they weren't going to plan on her having this much of an involvement. I don't know. Like, yeah. and in the first movie, when you have her just doing like one-off lines, you yeah. know, and then it's like, well, now she has more screen time. <laughs> do we change the voice? Yeah, because people will complain if they change the voice. Yeah, yeah. For I what? For did what? Really like her character in this movie. I thought I too. Thought her character arc was really good too. Mm-hmm. They everyone had good character arcs. That mm-hmm. was something I, I I put very highly on my like things that I liked. As I felt like. The Guardian movies in general have really good character growth moments, but I like in this one, it feel, felt like the growth was the culmination of not just this movie, but all the movies. Mm-hmm. Like Drax being like, hey, Drax, you're not a destroyer. You're born to be a dad. And Drax in every movie has mentioned his daughter mm-hmm. and his wife and being a dad in every single movie. Yeah. Um, but it's usually played for laughs. But at the end of the day, it's like, well, okay, like, you know, he actually doesn't seem like a bad father, though. So mm-hmm. that was kind of cool that that's where they brought him. It's funny, like at there towards the end of the movie when he's real soft spoken and you know talking to the kids and stuff. I couldn't help but think of his character in Knock at the Cabin. <laughs> like, what he's just reprising his character from Knock at the Cabin. That is good. <laughs> I'd say some glasses and a button up shirt. <laughs> I'd say Drax in this movie and all the movies he's always stole any scene he's in, but I feel like he especially did so in this movie and a couple times, like Dave Batista crying and showing all that emotion there at the end of the movie as Mantis is like about to leave, mm-hmm. like just hit me. That hit me yeah. harder than almost anything else. And then him dancing. Yeah. It, it's so weird <laughs> that him dancing was so emotionally impactful yeah. on like the closing Well, because he says film. dancing's for, for idiots. All three movies. Like yeah. All three movies he made fun of people for dancing. And yeah. then now. He, uh, yeah, he was definitely my favorite character in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, mine might be Gamora in a weird way. Really? Um, Yeah. So I love, I really like that they didn't have Gamora and Quill get back together. Yeah. Um, that would have felt forced to me. I loved her character development of their relationship, kind of. Maybe maybe my favorite character was the two of them together, like in their relationship. He wanted her to be something. She couldn't imagine anything. And then at the end, she realizes, okay, I could see how this is, could have happened, but it still isn't going to happen. And they both realize to go their own ways. And then I love that part at the end where she's like hugging all the ravagers throughout the movie. We see the guardians hug each other, you know, cause that's their family. Mm-hmm. Um, and anytime there was like a group shot, she always stood just a little bit further back than them. But when she got back to the ravagers, she has that family. Mm-hmm. It's not like she is still the same old mean green Gamora. She is a new Gamora, but she has that family and that love just in a different place. And I really liked that. Yeah. I'm trying to think of my favorite character it would probably be. Uh, I just had it. Oh, I really liked Mantis. Mantis. I, Mantis has always kind of been like an if iffy character for me, but mm-hmm. then in this movie, she stood up for herself and like stood up for others and really shone through. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought she had some pretty funny dialogue too, and making Drax and making the security guard fall in love with Drax. <laughs> so it's just, that's that's great. <laughs> Man, that scene hit really hard where she called him stupid and then. Mm-hmm. immediately erased his memory. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like that. She didn't want him to remember that she called him stupid and that they were talking bad about him. She felt bad. For she him. was standing up for him and it just didn't go the way she wanted. I don't know. Yeah. I felt like that was a very. I w- wonder how, between movies, how many times that actually has had to happen. <laughs> Maybe she's had enough. <laughs> and we just don't know. Maybe yeah. see from Drax's perspective. It never happened. Yep. It might be. I hope they release like a short one day on Disney Plus, the scene where she makes him fall in love with the sock. That's alluded to at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> that was good. I hope that they show that. No. Okay, so least favorite parts out of the way, what was everyone's 
favorite part of this movie because mine was probably the hallway fight. Uh, mine too. Yeah. That yeah, was just bad, eh? It was really <laughs> cool. I love that. <clears throat> I had, it, mine's more like just this one little moment because it's a, it's the very end of the movie where it's everyone's saying their favorite song and then they play the come and get your love. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it's come full circle. Mm-hmm. How, that is such a funny conversation for them to have. Like all these Earth artists, they're not even considering people from other planets. It's yeah. just, <laughs> I think that's pretty cool. Well, the superior, the guy, high evolutionary, high evolutionary. He mentioned something about like the music from mm-hmm. Earth. So it makes me almost wonder: is there music in space in Guardian in like the MCU? There is. I mean, they've shown it besides in, human music. They've shown other music even within Guardians. Have um, they? Oh, yeah, like just, even when you get to Counter Earth, they're listening to something that sounds like kind well, of like a, true, yeah. a Spanish hip hop kind of like pop yeah, song. That's right. I remember that now. But no, he does. I do think that he that comment does tie together the fact that it's okay that Quill keeps playing all of his Earth music because yeah, it is. People do seem to resonate with it more. Thought that's kind of cool. Yep. We almost got what I wanted before the movie where I said, I hope he listens to like some modern day songs. Yeah. We got um, some 2000s. We got to 2000s. I'm hoping when some he comes. 90s. Yeah. I'm really hoping when he comes back, you know, we've got him like bopping into like some Dua Lupa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that should be some shorts. Quill discovering music. Quill <laughs> yeah. discovering. That would be kind of cool. Just sitting with his grandpa, like listening to like stuff he missed. I would watch a Disney Plus show of just Quill reacclimating to earth yeah like just like a six episode short season maybe that's what they're gonna do it said the legendary star lord will return, will return. but they didn't say in a movie yeah it's like <laughs> he's just <laughs> a job at a grocery store he's mowing lawns you know that they kind of alluded funny. to him mowing has the yard to, has to go grocery shopping has to go grocery shopping yeah oh my gosh that actually would like be really taking funny his driver test i think that'd be a hilarious little show that would be i don't know if chris Pratt would come back and do it or not. I feel like he's Probably become not. a he's, high profile person. He's pretty big. Yeah. I mean, but I would hope he would. Filming the style of Parks and Rec and you'll be all right. Oh, <laughs> I would love that. I really would. I would love that so much. Um, my other favorite scene was Rocket seeing the nameplate yeah. that says he's a raccoon. Yeah. Just that musical swell and him, even literally just like 10 minutes before, he's on his deathbed in heaven talking to his dead friend, and he takes the time to correct her. I'm he's not like, a raccoon. I'm not a raccoon, as he gets sucked back to the yeah. to his body. Um, and then him seeing that sign and him like then saying later when he shoots the high evolutionary note, saying, no, I'm rocket raccoon. Yeah. Like owning that, it was like a really cool moment. It was. That was one of the moments I teared up. Like him standing there face-to-face with the babies and mm-hmm. seeing the raccoon. Yeah, I, I got a little teary-eyed there. Um, like speaking of that scene, something I really liked at this movie is they did a lot of, we, we throw around the term checkoff gun. I try not to use that term because I feel like that is something very specific, but like there was a lot of setup and payoff in this movie. Um, the grab boots that he uses in that final mm-hmm. fight, he's just demonstrating them willy nilly, like walking around the key card that he uses to unlock the things. Like, I feel like a lot of movies would have not taken the time to show in the first 20 minutes, he but has he that key card with him all the time. That he just carries it with him, you know, like the, just lots of little things like that. I felt like in this movie were really well set up, um, which makes me less mad. I've seen a lot of people mad about Quill not having his helmet in space. Mm-hmm. Like his helmet was destroyed in previous movie, but people are like, oh, he would have had those like portable spacesuit things. I don't think they were planning on being in space, you know, like he. Yeah. Well, actually, no, I take that back. He did 
fly into the spaceship from his ship. Um, but still, though, like I feel like they did a good job of setting up so many things in this movie that it probably was a deliberate choice to not have him have one of those on him. I don't know. I'm not super upset about it. Yeah, I think this whole movie was kind of rushed. Like they got ambushed and then had to hurry up and go. So it very easily could have just been missed. Yeah, yeah. it would it would not be far off to think, well, you know, we were on Earth. Air was suitable got sucked into space mm-hmm. you know i, I loved know. the ship design in this movie although it's like always spinning i'm can't wait yeah you guys haven't been to disney world since the guardian ride's been put up Mm-mm. it is so good is it it is so good i it that sh- ship looked like it was designed with like a ride in mind it's like it always spins <laughs> just like <laughs> i can't wait for disney to turn around and be like guardians volume two the ride yeah. and it's just that spinning ship hmm. i think that'd be kind of cool Kind of make me seasick or motion sick, not seasick, but motion sick. Not seasick. Yeah, it's you know, same difference. Space yeah. is a sea, kind <laughs> of maybe it's a sea of stars. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Cole, did you say what your favorite part was? Uh, the little part dealing with the song, but I mean, I liked everything in this movie. I mean, mm-hmm. there was all good, like, there's nothing to be like, I just overall enjoyed all of it. Like, actually. The only thing I probably was like, I don't hate it. I just kind of forgot they existed was the gold people. The sovereign. The sovereign. I forgot they were a part of the movie because mm-hmm. they like, they they make the first guy come out. Like he's a big threat. Adam, I think that's his name. Mm-hmm. I just know him as the guy from Midsummer. Um, <laughs> he, he was a, like they introduced him early on. Like, okay, is he going to be the main villain? Nope. And then he just kind of disappears for a bit. And then they bring him back later. And then he disappears for a bit. And, like, I forget he's a part of the movie. Yeah, I don't love... Like, you didn't really need to even... Did you need to have them there? Like, you really didn't. No. It was a way to tie the Sovereign back into Guardians, I feel like. It was a callback. And it introduced Adam as a character. Because I think he's he's with the Guardians now. So I think he's going to... He's a big role in the comics. Yeah. Cole, let me ask you this. When did Guardians 2 come out? 2017. How many years was that before Infinity or before um, Infinity War? One year. Only one year. Mm. I remember. Had we gotten had Age of Ultron happened yet by that point? Yeah. Gotcha. I remember in and I could be misremembering this. I feel like in one of the iterations, the Mind Stone actually came from Adam Warlock. If I remember correctly, I feel like he had a pretty big role in the comics, and they teased him at the end of Volume Two. And I don't know if they had bigger plans for him before all the stuff happened with Infinity War and Endgame, but it definitely felt like in this movie, it's like, okay, we teased him. We have to use him. Yeah. But now it doesn't fit our narrative. It's like, you already have a big bad in this movie. Like, you don't... He just kind of was an afterthought. Yeah, I would have liked some better integration of him. I also don't like Groot's like, everyone deserves a second chance. It's like, this guy has tried to kill you six times now. Yeah. Like, this is not chance number one. You've spared this guy's <laughs> life yeah. on, like, four or five separate attempts now. Yeah, that's true. In the man. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, if they had ended him, Quill would have died. And, yeah. You know, so, like, that's the moral, but still. Yeah. And he wouldn't be able to be used later on in other movies. Yeah. I, I guess oh. you've got to have him there for that. But you could have wrote another way around Quill, you know, surviving or you know just don't fake out the death don't go back for that ipod or that zune yeah that's what killed him was going back for a zune that and then he hit that 
piece of debris. Maybe yeah. just I think he would have made it had the debris not been there and stopped his momentum. I love that scene because they show how good of like a quick thinker Star Lord is. Like just that was such a cool scene, mm-hmm. and then the debris is like, eh, eh, eh. Yeah, <laughs> like McTumbo, not today. <laughs> Finger in space. I thought that was good. Um, speaking of him in that scene, and that scene more than any other I put on here on my thoughts. This isn't a like or dislike. It's just an observation. Star-Lord is caked up in this movie. Did anyone else feel that? I feel like Chris Pratt went and like put on tons of muscle for this particular film. I think in general, Chris Pratt has just been bulking up. Like, I don't think he was this big in Guardians 2 when we just watched it. Oh, and yeah. then they even make some jokes in Infinity War how he's let himself go. Yeah. Well, that like, was also, you know, Infinity War to this has been five years now. Yeah. yeah. Like, they make jokes about how he was getting pudgy in and Infinity a lot War. longer in MCU time. Yeah. Yeah. And that, he goes, the, the I'm going to put in the work. I'm going to buy a Bowflex. And then I see him in this movie, and it's like Jeebus Crust. I, I believe he <laughs> The man actually serious. bought a Bowflex. Yeah. <laughs> like, the dude is was jacked. And in that scene, he slides under that thing. And I, I thought it the first time we saw the movie, and then I thought it again today when we saw it. He's running with that hose, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, Chris Pratt is thick. Yeah. <laughs> He's a brick house running through that spaceship. Totally unrelated. Um, <laughs> slightly more related to the actual movie, though. I felt that this movie really pushed the PG-13 limit. We got mm. an F-bomb. An F-bomb, yeah. We got an F-bomb. really threw me off. Yeah. But, you um, know, they're allowed one. They're allowed one. Open the effing door. That, that part, I, I died <laughs> laughing at that. I have such mixed nebula. This is a stupid design and completely unnecessary. Hey, open the effing door. <laughs> Such a, hilarious. I have such mixed feelings about it because it's like, okay, one, the fact that Disney used an F-bomb, period. Yeah. Bold. Um, I think I guess they figured if Taylor Swift can put F-bombs in her music, then it's good. If it's good enough for Taylor Swift in Disney movies. Good enough for Disney. But like, two, okay, I'm Disney or I'm James Gunn. I get one yeah. F-bomb. There are so many emotional scenes that that F-bomb, I feel like, would have landed really good. Like, they say frickin' like three times where, like, they clearly wanted to say an F-word and they used it on a door joke. No, which that was great. Part of me loves it. And then I the like other part it. of me is, like, For, if Rocket there at the end instead of uh, saying, like, I'm a frickin' guardian of the galaxy, like, that would have been a good moment for it. You know, something like that. Yeah. So, mixed feelings on no, that. I, I think they nailed it. If they were going to use the F-bomb, <laughs> that was perfect. That, that was, was the one. Because think- Guardians of the Galaxy is... It's completely ridiculous, and it's a lot of humor. That part, it, the humor landed on it. If the humor didn't land, I would agree with you that they should have used a different spot. But it was the whole yeah. build up to it, to and that then joke. that's the payoff. That was that's just golden. Yeah, it I, was really good. I liked it a lot. F bomb aside, though, this movie had a lot of violence. It had a lot of gore, and not even like always cartoon gore. Like, excuse me, in the hall fight, and they're like ripping people apart. Yeah, and like. Groot's vines going down yeah. that guy's throat and, and ripping, and then I was thinking even like Rocket, um, ripping the high evolutionary's mm-hmm. face off, and then they peel it off later. Um, some of the scenes of like just body mutilation throughout, in general, both with animals and humans, <coughs> it was a really adult movie. Yeah, and I had the thought: Would you guys? Do you guys think they should have stuck with PG thirteen like they did? Should they just went up to R? No. I don't feel like it needed anything more. I think they nailed what they did. It's not like we have a Megan situation where they didn't give us enough. Yeah. And they needed the R rating. Yeah. This one, I think they did enough 
they pushed as far as they could with the PG thirteen. I don't think they needed to go any further. I don't. I think I agree with that. Yeah, and that's kind of where I'm at too. But it just made me. I got to thinking about that um, heading home after the first movie, and then I thought about it again today. They really pushed that. Would it have been better? Would it have been worse? I'm I'm with you guys though. I agree. I think PG thirteen gets you a wider audience in the door. Yeah, you know? and I. Yeah, I echo Cole. I, f- I feel like if it was missing, felt like it was missing stuff because they held back, then I would say yes, but I I got enough out of it. I, I didn't feel like it was missing anything. It isn't like this is a like a Deadpool or a Punisher kind of thing where you yeah. kind of need the R rating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I wonder what they're going to do. Aren't they making another Deadpool movie? I think so. They confirmed that? Uh, yeah, I think. 2024. Wondering if they're going to ever actually really tie that in with everything I, else. I, I mean, I think it's not MCU, is it? Well, rumor is, is going to be uh, going to have Hugh Jackman involved in this for as X as uh, yeah, Wolverine. I read that. They tease him that and Ryan. Are, no, him they, and Ryan I, are best buds. Now the best, like the other rumor, which this is a long shot, but I would love it if they did it is have Andrew Garfield Spider Man be involved with them as well. That would be really cool too. Because imagine Deadpool and that version of Spider-Man going back and forth. That'd be so. Like Sony, I think it's Sony. Yeah. Or no, it was Fox. Was it Fox? Well, Fox is owned owns, by Disney. Who owns? Who owned X-Men? Wasn't it Fox? That was Fox. For yeah. So Fox owned X-Men, and then Marvel owned Deadpool, and then with Deadpool one, they alluded to mutants, and then in Deadpool two, they actually had the people from like the rebooted franchise appear in the movie. So they were kind of bringing the two universes together, but they have never, even though Disney owns Fox, have never officially brought them together yet, hmm. um, which stinks because I love the X-Men, and I think just bring them in. Yeah. At least bring in some of the more iconic ones, even if you just don't do Cyclops, the... Cyclops, get yeah. uh, Nightcrawler, that yeah. kind of thing. Bring in the cool ones. Nightcrawler's one of my favorite like comic book characters. I love him. I don't know. Just But just imagine, though, you got Deadpool, you got... Wolverine, then you got Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man. Throw in Venom. You got you got a good time going. <laughs> you really there. do. Man, we were talking about that the other day. I was talking about that with someone else, you know, with how successful um, the Mario movie was. I'm just waiting for the, you joked about it, the Smash Brothers initiative. It's going to happen. It's, yeah, I, you watch. It really is. There'll be a like, tournament where they got Bowser, you got Sonic there, you got Detective <laughs> Pikachu. <laughs> I there's, there's something where I, <laughs> there's someone posted like a, uh, if this happened, here's the cast list. They had Tom Holland as Link. Well, they're making a I, live action. Z- We're going way off book. Yeah, they're making a live action Zelda. I'm mad. Either way, <laughs> um, <laughs> why are you mad about a live action? Gonna Zelda? do Zelda. Do it a good animated movie. Don't do live action. Like, there's no way to capture that. Once again, way off topic. You and I. I'll rant about this afterwards. <laughs> I'll go pop in Tears of the Kingdom and let you look at it and be like, you tell me how to do this live and make it look that's, good. That's probably true. Um. I was going to say, I think I've covered everything I want to say about this film because, like we've said, it is really good. There's Here. very few things they didn't do good. Like, I'm I'm very pleased with it. Um, I don't have, a, like, a least favorite thing. Question for the table. Um, soundtrack. Where does it fall between the, the three of them? Ooh. This may be... Do I dare say it? I think it's personally is my favorite. I, I think, think it's the best one. I have to look at the track list for everything else, but I think it's two had a pretty good one, but this one I just felt I like, like it every hit a lot I, harder. I think this might be the best soundtrack. Yeah, <sighs> no sleep till Brooklyn. Oh, you so got good. Uh, since you've been gone. Yeah, 
All right. Songs I like the most versus like how it fits. I think two has the one that fits the most thematically. Hmm. I think in, in in two, if I'm not paying attention, so often the songs just merge with what they're doing and I don't stop to think, oh, this is a, a plug-in song. Hmm. Whereas with this one, I regularly felt it was a little jarring of a transition. There's a couple times that like... um. I think I told you about this. It felt like it may be the favor to an extended cut. We'll see some of these scenes, but like it feels like they maybe probably had some sort of transitionary moment ready, but they had to cut it for time. Yeah. So it'll go from like dialogue to like boom soundtrack. And I don't feel like it flowed as smoothly as two. Yeah. Song I, choices, I'm with you. I think this one's the best. But I think two was the one that like had the best incorporation of a soundtrack. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Other than that, though, no, it was really good. What was the song that's playing as they're landing on Counter-Earth? Because that was, I love that song in that moment. Mm. It's like that heavy bass song. I'd have to go back and look. I, I just assumed know. Cole would know, as weird as that is. Been <laughs> stinking three weeks. I don't know. Yeah, I just... I just <laughs> it just keeps getting longer and been longer. 17 weeks <laughs> since I've seen it. four years since he saw yeah. the movie. Cut him some slack. Yeah. <laughs> so Song list. There we go. I'm just going to look up what it was. Honestly, probably. if you got the soundtrack pulled up, why don't you just read them all off for us real quick? I'm kind of curious. Since You've Been Gone by Rainbow, San Francisco by the Mowgli's, Dog Days Are Over. In the meantime, the acoustic creep by that Radiohead was, was really good. That was really good. Do you good. realize by the Flaming Lips? I didn't realize the Flaming Lips got had a song on here. Uh, Reasons by Earth, Wind, and Fire. I'm Always Chasing Rainbows by Alice Cooper. No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Poor Girl by X. See, I don't know some of these songs. Badlands by Bruce Springsteen. Good one. Good one. Uh, Creep. Let's see, we got This Is The Day, Come And Get Your Love, I Will Dare, We Care A Lot by Faith No More. Crazy On, Crazy on You might have been the bet. Like, I got pretty pumped when Crazy On You mm-hmm. played. I love... Anytime they're playing, most of the time that they're playing music in this movie, it's like actually playing. It's not just a plug-in song. And I was like, that beginning part you talked about the acoustic version of Creep is Rocket just playing music over nowhere. Like, imagine you're just sitting there going about (laughs) your day and all of a sudden this little like emo raccoon just starts playing an acoustic version of Creep while you're just like trying to eat your lunch. It's a good song. Walking through the town, singing it, like mumble singing it. It's a good song, (laughs) but just to be there, just have that blasted across the city is like a weird vibe. Yeah. I kind of love it, though. How do you guys feel about the uh, humanoid animal designs? Uh, a little creepy. Yeah. They were creepy, but they worked. Like, yeah. a lot of times, I, I'm glad that they didn't go for CG on a lot of them. They did prosthetics for most of them. Mm. Um, and they didn't look, like, 100% perfect, but they looked comic booky, and it worked. Wait, are we talking about the people in the cage, or the animals in the cages? No, with- like the, the planet. I'm oh. talking about on Counter Earth. I mean, we can get into the, the other ones, though. But like, yeah, those the, were. I thought those were pretty cool. Yeah. Most of the practical effects. That's a, yeah, were, looked really good. Almost yes, all like practical those. effects. Like the only one that was the goofiest one for me was the panda. The panda was funny. It's, <laughs> they it's all like a looked, big old hot suit. Like yeah. say they looked a doll game or just something. off enough, but it still worked. Like yeah, it's it's you, just a little. Like it looked really good, but they were just. Well, I think if they looked any better, you'd get in that uncanny valley where your brain (laughs) makes it look weird. Um, I think, yeah, like I could tell they were practical effects, but they looked good. Some of them looked a little off, but I mean, overall, they kind of... I loved the octopus slinging crack in the alley. Yeah, they're doing drug deals. (laughs) (laughs) 
Like, this is a perfect society. Yeah. I loved his, the one offline where Peter was like, a perfect utopia doesn't have octopus selling meth, meth to kids with cockroach heads. And he goes, you're right. It doesn't. And I was like, I laughed for the first time. I was like, huh, that's actually, I mean, he got him. And then he goes, yeah. that's why I'm blowing it up. Yeah. <laughs> he starts nuking the planet. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. Like, try again. We got drug deals happening. So to the nuking, I had a question. So it didn't show like rockets hitting the earth. Were they just implanted bombs? He was a, assuming it was going to go bad. Yeah. That's kind of what it looks like, right? Yeah. Um, I'm actually in my continuity. That's one of the things I have upset for continuity is it feels like if I'm going to nuke a planet. I'm going to do it just if I can. I'm just going to do it once. Yes. Like I'm going to leave the planet and then I'm probably going to have like something at the core, like a nuke or something, because this guy seems like the dude who's capable of if he's capable of building planets. Yeah. And whole whole races. races. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to multiple races. Kaboom the planet. Instead, what we got was like a... A, a, a 10 by 10 square blew up and then yeah. a different 10 by 10 square and then a 10 by 10 square on the other side of town, very sporadic. And it's for the movie to happen. Right. Yeah. But it felt a little odd. I think I would have enjoyed instead like, Hey, there's a countdown happening and we mm-hmm. have to beat the clock. Yeah. Yeah. Also, how did the high supremacy ship, how was it blowing up? Like, I know they hit it once with the big, cannon yeah to get a hole into the spaceport but then it just started exploding once again i wonder if there are things that were cut yeah because like, like it does feel like I, I don't know if it was just it was falling apart yeah I, I you you blew a hole in the side of it and loses its structural integrity i guess but, but you're very it was cor- just weird you're very correct and that was like that's another thing i didn't even think about until you like but that's a good point um yeah. I, I wonder, like, so, like, the whole... Oh, another one of my least favorite scenes, I marked it down, was one of my two, and I forgot it, was the whole get the kids away from the starboard side of the wall. They were in cages. They were in cages. and it's, <laughs> It wouldn't have mattered. They got, like, <laughs> nothing four feet away from the yeah. wall, max. Yeah, that explosion, not really going to touch and them then, four feet away. I think the idea is that they weren't shooting against the wall that has the kids, obviously, but they're shooting, and, like, debris might hit the walls. Yeah. But that just feels like a really weird story point to worry about when, yes, all the kids are in cages. It was a way to show that Drax has a soft side with kids. Yeah, it just felt... <laughs> but it was You weird. had enough of those, though. You didn't have to have that one. It felt a little forced. I feel like you could have had him, like, rather than get the kids away from the starboard, hey, we need all of you guys to get gathered up to get ready to escape. Yeah. That could have been what Drax told them. Rather than get away from the starboard port, just, like, get yeah. everyone ready. I think, or maybe get me keys to unlock this door. Like, I feel like there's something they could have done better. Yeah. Um, than watching a giant, like, celestial head eye cannon blow up half a ship. <laughs> and, like, you just see, like, a couple rocks fly against the yeah. wall. It just felt a little weird. It was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm ready to give this thing a score. Yeah. 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 Are you guys ready? I think so. Okay. I'm doing this on my phone again, so this is going to be dangerous. All right. I'm going to go ahead and start plot. Um, If it'll let me type here, here we go. For plot, I'm going to give it a four. It's not the worst plot I've ever seen. Um, It was pretty good. I loved the flashbacks and that story of Rocket, but there are many aspects that weren't perfect, but I'd say overall I'm going to give plot a a four. Cool? I'm going to go five. Five? I like the story they were telling, and they they had all the flashbacks. They got a Rocket origin story because this was a... 
They said it's a ro- it's rockets. Kind of was a rocket movie a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I mean, even though he was dead mostly for a lot of the movie, it gives me hopes they're going to do a, another Guardians of the Galaxy movie soon ish, though, just with this new cast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'll have Kraglin, Warlock, Rocket, Groot, and then we saw some little. Chub Chub girl <laughs> with like glowing <laughs> eyes. Jub, yeah. Jub, like, so, I mean, just give me another Guardians movie with the new crew, you yeah. know? Like, sorry. It's, it's cool. Uh, I, I'd probably give it a five as well. I really okay. enjoyed the story. I thought they told the story really well, got from point A to point B with a lot of good subplots. Mm-hmm. All righty. Cool. Yeah. This is one, like, look, mini tangent. You, yeah. You, I mean, you know how much I hate like the subplots and stuff, like, you know, with, uh, like, say with Avatar, where there were so many, hard to keep track of, and I wasn't entertained. This one had a lot, had quite a few subplots, but they kept you all entertained, like, yeah. the whole time. Like, and they was, all mainly tied back together yeah. to the one. It wasn't like you just plot. had a bunch of stuff, and you're just going to sloppily resolve it. My biggest two plot complaints, without getting too nitpicky, is I don't like MacGuffins. I don't like that they went to the the squishy meat satellite to get the little orb. And then the orb did nothing except for like exposition. And then they saw, saw a picture of a scientist and Gamora's like, I know that man. He's this guy. Here's where he lives. And they went straight there. So the satellite was almost useless. Yeah. Other than like, you know what I mean? Like that just felt a little MacGuffin-y. And then similarly, on the way to this, I guess the satellite's my biggest gripe with half the movie in the plot. Um <laughs> The three shields that are impenetrable that, yeah, that Quill just kind of weird casually on a whim yeah. hacks, and then even though they had a meeting, the Ravagers boarded them. Yeah, like that, that, whole, that whole thing. Now that you're bringing it up, was kind of just weird. Yeah, and then while they're on the, <laughs> the ship, they're at one group's after the MacGuffin. One group is dying but not dying. Like like I said, the meat satellite probably like the worst part of the movie. Yeah. On a whole, as far as story goes, now Gave there were some, some cool good moments, visuals. some good visuals, some really cool character moments between yeah. like Quill and Gamora. Um, yeah. But like on a story-wise, the yeah, cut out the meat satellite. I'd probably give it a five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to move on to a five for me though. Characters, hands down. I would be shocked if you guys disagree. That you are allowed to, obviously, but I think. Guardians is strongest. You won't be allowed back on the podcast, yeah, but <laughs> not in my house for sure. Um, I, I think Guardians is known for its characters, and this movie continues that. I loved Cosmo so much. Cosmo is w- one of my favorites, and I, I love. You see, I'm a bad dog. <laughs> I loved Cosmo so much. So, all right, characters is a five for me. Cole, I'm gonna go five as well. I mean, Smart my man. only gripes with. Which it's not really a gripe with the characters. It's the execution of the character would be the sovereign. Like I don't mind them as characters, but like mm-hmm. the way they used them, it's like they kind of had to shoehorn them in there somewhere. I did like that they tied back to like this society, which seems very unnecessary and wouldn't have existed on its own. Actually, didn't exist on its own. They were created as an experiment to see can I make a aesthetically beautiful. He says you were an aesthetic experiment and it's mm-hmm. like, Oh, that kind of validates what they are a little bit. Yeah. Um, but you know, yeah, that's, I, I agree with you though. It's still a yeah, little shoehorn. Yeah. The characters themselves were fine, mm-hmm. but execution though, not the best. It's yeah. true. Josh, I'm going to go five for characters as well. Everything's already been said. The good characters, great character arcs from all the main characters. Um, yeah. 
Don't have too many nitpicks. Cool. Alrighty, I'm gonna go. I'll call. Have you start with the next one? Let's start with direction. I'm gonna go five. Five. Okay. I think soundtrack fire. The visuals fire. I mean, there's not really any anything that was like looked off. I mean, even the CG I thought looked good. It, one of the best looking Marvel mm-hmm. movies in a hot second. The CG was very on point. It almost could have convinced me that the the strike was over. <laughs> I know it's not, but like for a moment, it's like, oh wow, the CG. Like, yeah, well, there's, there's hope. Great looking movie. We yeah. didn't get flipping Modok. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, that was bad. Yeah. Let's not talk about Modok. <laughs> Josh, big giant floating head that looks like a zoomed in picture. Anyways, absolutely. Uh, direction. I'm going to go five as well. Uh, the soundtrack fire. I'm just reiterating what was said. Um, I, I loved the sound design, not just the sound track. The, the surround sound use was really good. Um, you don't get that a lot. Sometimes, sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like surround sound can be overlooked, but. There's several things that went zooming past your head, and you could definitely hear it. Um, and then, yeah, it, it was visually very stunning. Yeah. I am going to give it a four. We talked about how I didn't like the emotional yo-yoing, which happened three or four times throughout the film. And then, yeah. in general, there's just a couple times that it felt, not even emotionally-wise, but just in general, it felt like we just cut to the next thing without much of like a where or why or how we're getting here. Um, which kind of took me out of it. But all in all, James Gunn did a phenomenal job with it. Very, very good. I am going to give it a four. Uh, Josh, why don't you start us off with our next category, continuity. Continuity, I'm probably going to give a four. There's just a couple things. Um, I feel like we hit on them earlier. I'm drawing a blank on exactly what we talked about. But I did feel like there was a few continuity issues. Nothing super major, but it wasn't perfect. Mm -hmm. Cole? I'm going to go four as well. Um. Yeah, I think overall, like, how quick Drax recovered was a big yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of what you said with the the meat satellite, that whole thing, even though that whole part was fun, like, the the plot was actually... No, it's not enough to drop to a three. Never mind, I'm sticking with a four. Oh, uh, right. <laughs> I thought about, like, was it enough? No, nah, it's not. I it's, thought I had accidentally convinced Cole down. That wasn't my goal. So, like it, it, I mean, it was probably like one more continuity issue away from it being into a three for me, but yeah, but it, it's fringe and I can't do death. I'm not doing decimals. So, yeah, if this wasn't a comic book movie, a silly comic book movie with good moments of that, it probably would be a three from me, but it is a comic book movie. And I appreciate that James Gunn leans into that kind of just don't think about it mindset because it is that kind of movie. So I'm going to give it a four as well. Um, only a few things we talked about them. Then there could be nitpicky, but I mean, it's kind of what this is for, right? We are nitpicking to a degree. So four from me. And then the last, probably most important category, enjoyment. I'll go and start us off. It's a five. I said it was an S tier movie in my mind. I'm, I'm sticking with that. Five for enjoyment. Cole? Yeah, definitely a five. Um, Marvel, you've, like, here, I think you're, I mean, Ant-Man was all right. Quantumania was all right. Ant-Man was a good step in the right direction. It, it was a good kickoff. This has been, like, you didn't just pick, like, a good for this phase. You picked a good, like, overall Marvel movie. Oh, yeah. This like, could you, fit back in the early phases and like still this, be this a good movie. This felt like yeah. pre-Infinity War Marvel. Yeah. It was really good. So, 
fives all across the board for enjoyment. Yeah, five for me as well. Oh, all righty. Uh, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to. It's uh, just no, assume. it's okay, Tyler. You just assumed, but you know. I mean, you know, I do secretly influence you guys. You know, I text <laughs> you guys whenever you know we're off camera, and yeah. I say, you "Better give this." Up. There's yeah. cameras in here. What? Yeah. Um, oh, you don't know yeah. about those, Josh? I feel violated now. You Josh, should. follow the script, or you'll yeah. get the gas. <laughs> Josh, look at the teleprompter. <laughs> All right. He gave us this nice written script out yeah, here. We got to follow true. it. It's in Braille. Don't don't pay attention. <laughs> Maybe that's why you guys don't yeah. listen to it. Sorry, it was not classically trained in Braille. My giant, classically, like it's music. My <laughs> giant Braille script. Whatever, Cole. All righty. That brings us to tangent aside. Brings us to ninety three point three percent. So we'll round down to a ninety three. Solid A. That's an A. Yeah. Go a. Guardians. About like the good old days of Marvel. You know what I just realized? We didn't do an intro. What do you mean? We didn't say our names. <gasps> we have to scrap this whole We got to go all the way back to the beginning and do you it know, again. Can we, uh, I'll <laughs> splice it in. I'll splice in one of those obnoxious TikTok voices. Yeah. That's like, hello, this is the movie rubric starring. I'll just like splice <laughs> that I, in. I think that should be the intro going forward. <laughs> there we go. Honestly, there we and go. And we've been away from this too long. Yeah. Uh, We're rusty. We're about to go on another, another hiatus also because it seems like everyone's on vacation at different All points. Right, well, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Let's <laughs> yeah. go see Spider-Verse next week and record an episode if we can. I would like to, yeah. Find a day next week. Um, I also would like to do Mermaid. I don't know if we're going to have time to do that one. Um, if not, we'll find another Disney movie to have an excuse to do a Disney tier list. Disney tier list, yeah. yeah. My wife's already requested to be on that episode if she can. Absolutely. Disney tier list? <laughs> oh, I can't wait to tell her how wrong she is. Yeah. Um, what other good movies are coming out? We saw a trailer for... Um, Dune Part 2. That obviously, I'm a I'm excited for Dune. If you ever let me come over and watch it, yeah. Um, um <laughs> no, well, a Gran Turismo, Gran Turismo, I did actually look really good, like kind of good. Car, yeah. yeah, it's like really based uh-huh. on a true story. Type oh, I thing. thought it was gonna be like a, a video game tie-in. Kind thing. of, it is, it is. It's, it's what like, I like to hear. One hundred percent. This guy apparently is really good at playing Gran Turismo, and then Nissan re- reaches out to him and love me some Gran Turismo. Like yeah. it's a contract to race real cars. I'm going to look up how real of a story that is because if you're going to recruit people to race cars, there are more simulation-esque games yeah. than Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo. So I'm curious how real the story is. There's like mm-hmm. iRacing or whatever that, that yeah. like professionals use. I was going <laughs> to say, maybe it's based on a real story about a different game that someone raced yeah. in and then Gran Turismo bought the rights and it's like, it's our game. It's- our game now. Um, I but regardless, that would be a Sony thing to do, and Sony owns Gran Turismo. So Sony. <laughs> I thought it looked good. Yeah. Um, I'm Josh thought Elementals looked good. I'm indifferent on it. I, I will go see it I because think it'll look. I think it looks like a fun movie. That I enjoyed gives us an to do Pixar tier list. Like you, that is yeah. true. We've not and done one of those yet. You said this at the theater well, we today, did, didn't we? No, we did DreamWorks. DreamWorks. That's what I'm thinking of. Pixar doesn't really put out too many absolute flops no so it'll probably be halfway decent this will probably be the one flop (laughs) (laughs) a movie that looks like a big l to me was teenage kraken teenage kraken does not look good it looked really bad it was a trailer we saw today (laughs) i told josh i said do you think the movie execs just threw a bunch of magnets at the wall with a bunch of nouns written on it and said what do we got here and it's like teenage kraken there we go it's like krakens versus mermaids mermaids with Weird animation. That sounds horrendous. I mean, <laughs> the trailer did not make it look good. It did not. It no. also, I know it's a kids' movie. It like no, spoiled but half the movie. It showed not half. 
90% of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like literally they showed a big final fight showdown. Yeah. Like they you, you, clearly showed, showed the mermaid is evil. Yeah. It showed the mermaids like final form. Yeah. It was weird. I'm so like, I'm glad I'm not interested in this movie because I, <laughs> I would be like so upset. Yeah. Um, air comes to streaming soon. I would like, I think to, it's on streaming. Is now. it? I would like to do air. I would definitely like to do. Air. I know we skipped that one cause we were busy. I'd like to do air. We got to do air. Let me do the sports movie. Trailer. I also can watch the movie. Air. Wow. Are you proud of that joke? You made a different <laughs> air joke. I, I said, and then we can also watch the movie as you breathed in deeply. Oh. So I said, yeah, let's do air and then watch the movie. <laughs> so, all righty. So yeah, plenty of things on the horizon, but yeah, I'm going on vacation. And then the next week, I'm going on vacation. So. Yeah, so we will have things coming down the pipeline. I promise we've not abandoned the podcast. Just life's busy, you know, but I, I still enjoy doing this. So look forward to some more content. Yeah. Closing question for you guys. Um, where do you think Guardians is going to go? Do you think they're going to make a volume four with the crew that we had? Do you think they're going to wait, bring back Star-Lord and do like an original, like bring back Star-Lord Mantis, stuff like that? Like, where do you want to see the series go? Or do you think, hey, this was the end, close the book, put it I, away? I'm with the, this is it. And they're going to say, well, this is it for, like, a Guardians like movie. I think they'll bring it back whenever they do the big Secret War yeah. movie. They'll, they'll, I think they'll have a some sort of part in that. Mm-hmm. But I don't, see, I don't see them doing any, unless they're going to give us Star-Lord acclimating to Earth. That, we all, that, <laughs> that, that would be good. But I don't see them doing like an actual Guardians thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm in that same boat. I think I don't think they need to. I think Guardians has ran its course. It was really good. We saw it is still out there, and um, I think it'll be brought back up in the MCU. But I don't think it'll have its own standalone movies anymore. Yeah, I hope they do do a volume four at some point. But if they're gonna do it, and I know I said earlier I'd be fine with the new cast, like I would be, but I would really prefer them. Bring back Mantis, bring back Gamora, bring back Star-Lord and do an actual, and maybe don't call it volume four. Maybe call it like Guardians and then subtitle it. Don't make it part of this arc. Make it Guardians its own thing. reunion tour. I don't know. Yeah. Return of Star-Lord. Like, I don't know. Like, you could do something. I, or, I think you've ended it so perfectly mm-hmm. that you don't want to run the risk hard of. Hard to come back, yeah. If you come back and it flops, does it taint the whole series at that point? You said taint. <laughs> all right so sorry so sorry um all righty that was my only closing question for you guys yeah. and then yeah awesome all righty hey if you tuned in this far thank you for listening do go back i know you tuned into this episode because it's it's guardians right mm-hmm. go back and watch susan may listen to susan may that was actually a pretty good episode and then you don't really have to watch the movie because it was just okay i'd actually say don't <laughs> the episode was good <laughs> I'd, I'd, actually recommend not watch I'd actually say don't watch susan may save yourself a little bit of yeah time. but go back and listen to the episode and then stay tuned um we'll probably have something on a uh, gosh what movie just a uh, spider verse coming out next week so hopefully awesome. thanks Maybe for listening air. <gasps>